Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We've got uh, uh, Jennifer Bagewell here to talk about uh, the Human Rights Watch Film Festival, and I, it's, it's coming up. It's uh, going to be at Hot Docs in Toronto, but uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it was uh, not only because of the issues uh, that, that these five, I think five, five films that they're going to be looking at and, and highlighting, are talking about, but also it's also going to be offered online as well. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary. It's in person. It's virtual, and uh, there are five films. And the first one um, that I, I think Jennifer and I are going to probably chat about is called "Freedom on Fire: Ukraine's Fight for Freedom." And I'm sure we're going to talk about other things too. And we're going to have a call-in segment, so stay with us. That's coming up in a couple of minutes. So it, it includes discussions with filmmakers and participants and activists and so on and journalists and Jennifer's here to tell us more about that. She's an award-winning writer, director and producer, storyteller and the co-founder of Mercury Films. Jennifer, thanks for spending some time with us here today on the Roy Green Show. Hi. So so here's yeah. a question for you. As a yes. filmmaker and storyteller, has, has music ever had, I wasn't even going to ask this, but has music ever had an impact on, on where you go with a story? Well, you know what's interesting is if, as a documentary filmmaker, I feel like you you it, it's wrong. Well, wrong is, is maybe too strong a word, right. but it's it's problematic to use score to engender emotion the way that dramatic mm. and feature films do, because it feels like you're leading a bit with the music. Sure. So I've always tried to create a situation where the music is um, either, you know, creates a context for what is going on or expands upon what you're looking at rather than, um, you know, leads you emotionally. And with, you know, when, when composers compose to a, a locked picture, it's like a one-way conversation. But right. when you're sharing assemblies with um, your composers from early on, which is what we normally do, it becomes a real conversation. And the music shapes the scene as much as the scene shapes the music. But then when we made the Tragically Hit film, um, uh, long time running, of course, that was all about music. And the music was absolutely dominant the whole way through. The mu- music led that piece, absolutely. Yeah, it's all well. It, it's an integral part of that story, and how how could you not tell it otherwise? I'm I'm fascinated about. There's a new uh, documentary coming out in the near future about you too, or more more about Bono and the Edge. And mm-hmm. David Letterman is going to be following them. Uh, the trailer looks amazing, and uh, um, anyway, oh, wow. re- really interesting. Well, listen, Jennifer, I'd love to chat about about the film festival, obviously a yeah. little bit, and I'd love for our listeners to hear about it because what's so cool is this is a national show, and 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 it sounds like the Human Rights Watch Film Festival is going to be, you know, nationally available, which is kind of exciting. So March eighth to nineteenth, very, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, March March eighth is it eighth to nineteenth? Um, uh, basically, yeah. is the 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 full period, but the eighth to the twelfth in person at Hot Docs Ted Rogers Cinema in Toronto, and then thirteenth to nineteenth on the digital Hot Docs digital platform. It's one of the silver linings of COVID that we mm. have provided and have needed to provide this um, national digital access. And it just makes everything so much more meaningful because, yes, it's terribly meaningful to filmmakers to have a live in-person audience um, on a big screen. But it's also really great when 
uh, films like these, especially with the, the topics that they are bringing up, that, as we've said before, are, you know, in many cases, silenced or marginalized in mainstream film, um, news and media, uh, to get as many people to experience these films as possible. Can you talk a little bit? It sounds fascinating. I haven't seen any of these films yet, and it's certainly something I'm I'm looking uh, looking forward to seeing a couple of them for sure, and maybe pursuing them for my own interview sake for the podcast that that I that I work with. But Freedom on Fire sounds fascinating. Can Can you tell us a little bit about the the opening night film? Yeah. So um, uh, basically, the Freedom on Fire. Evgeny Afanesky um, is a, a Ukrainian filmmaker who, sorry, I'm in the airport if there's a sound behind me, but, um, uh, and he made a film called Winter on Fire about a previous conflict in that area. And this Freedom on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom um, is taking place right now. We know exactly what is happening in this year-long conflict. And in fact, he just re-edited the end uh, to, uh, to update it. So what we're seeing at the Human Rights wow. Watch Festival is the latest. It's the 2023 version, um, and, and he has updated it. But what's incredible about it is that you see this 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 unbelievable resilience and mm. hope in the people of Ukraine, and as well as the sort of coming together of, you know, the military, the government, the citizens, the journalists, um, in a way that is really profound. And, you know, it's obviously, it, it takes one side and, and everybody needs to know that, but, you know, we, we think it's the right side. Right. So um, it's, it, it's a very powerful film and we're, we're, we're so happy that it's opening the festival because, first of all, it's International Women's Day. Um, right, of and course. We were thinking about, you know, what, what is a, an appropriate thing to show on March 8th? And we all know, and the work that Human Rights Watch does around, especially um, the, the, the particular vulnerabilities of women and children during wartime, will be the focus of our, of our in-person conversation afterwards. And of course, all of those, uh, many of those talks will also be available digitally. Um, when people tune in later. Um, uh, Jennifer, can you tell us, uh, 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 well, you know what, let's just talk about this really uh, quickly. Um, we've got March 8th to 19th, March 8th to 12th, Human Rights Festival in Toronto at Hot Docs, the cinema, look it up, March 13th to 19th, you can, avail, uh, you can access these films online. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Um, Jennifer, wow, I mean, it's, uh, it's probably not the kind of festival you're going to come away from and say, wow, that was really entertaining. Right. I mean, how, how do you <laughs> no. engage, how do you engage people who where where I guess the question I want to ask, I suppose, is are, are we often preaching to the converted when we're talking about these kinds of issues? I don't think so. And I think that one of the powerful, the most powerful thing about film as a medium is that it has the capacity to move people intellectually, but also emotionally, viscerally, even spiritual, spiritually at the same time. And, you know, human rights are universal, right? Um, human and environmental rights, I would suggest. And Human Rights Watch does an invaluable service for the world to 
really draw attention to places that are where there are human rights abuses or environmental and human rights abuses. And and there, in, in, in many cases, people who, as you say, live, live here in Canada, where we have a fairly stable existence and stable government resources, you know, um, uh, we don't think about those things, but we should, because we're, mm. we're connected to those people too. And one of the things that we do as programmers, um, we co-program this festival with John Biagio, who's the Human Rights Watch film programmer, and Shane Smith, who's the head of Hot Dogs. And the four of us watch you know, tons of films. And then we have these polls where we're, we're, we're debating, you know, the merits mm. of the film, but also the merits of the film, the merits of the filmmaking, because film is a medium that is a visual medium and it has to be a strong film and it has to be a strong subject. Also, though, Human Rights Watch investigates all of these things. So we have issues around, you know, refugee rights. We have issues around LGBTQ plus rights. We have issues around um, war. We have issues around the, the grab, for example, which is playing on the tent by Gabriella Cooperthwaite. She's the one who made Blackfish, that incredibly mm. powerful story. Um, it, it's really about how countries are going around the world and they're buying up land. It's a land grab. So you have, you know, countries like Saudi Arabia buying land in Texas or you know, other countries buying land and using the water resources quietly. And certainly we know that that is happening in Africa. I don't think this is something that many people know about, but it affects us directly, right? So, Absolutely. Uh, I would say that it's not so much preaching to the choir, but to have the willingness um, to learn about these things and then to get involved and learn how you can participate in um, you know, ameliorating these issues, I think is kind of the duty of every citizen, um, and especially in countries like ours that has such uh, incredible stability. Yeah, I love I love how you talk about participation because it is it is a challenge when you when you look out beyond your own backyard and you see large issues in your community and then maybe in your province and in in your country, but then to go global. Um, and this is, you know, we had Adam Snade and others on yesterday uh, talking about Ukraine and the war and, and, and how are we going to keep it front and center so that people are still engaged, not just in the know, but actually, you know, moving towards doing something uh, about it. And I'm not even sure what that means, because really most of us are. Uh, our hands are tied, but but as you say, uh, and Human Rights Watch, this isn't just about making us aware of something. They're actually investigating these things as well. Yeah, and holding people to account, and holding course, people every, accountable. Every, yeah, everybody has the capacity for advocacy. And for example, we look at the, the films are all related in some way. So, Yuria, the Rising Forest, is the most beautiful poetic film about. Um, trans-Indigenous rights in Brazil. And of course, Brazil is a country that is known to not be uh, very, uh, you know, kind to trans and LGBT, LGBTQ plus people. But this, this person, this trans-Indigenous artist, travels around the country showing Indigenous and other youth about, other youth about why the forest, why nature, why the Amazon is so important, why our job is to protect nature. It's a, it's a stunning film. But then No U-Turn, which is a, a Nigerian filmmaker, um, Ike Nabui, 
he says this line where he says, why is it unrealistic to dream of a comfortable life in a continent of abundant resources, meaning mm. Africa? Wow. And he wow. talks about how all these Africans who are trying to leave, he follows all of these refugees who have this dream of going to Europe, thinking that it's a, you know, the land of milk and honey. And yet, you know, Africa is the land of milk and honey. Right. And, and they're forced to leave because, I mean, it's the continent of land and milk and honey, but they're forced to leave because there are no opportunities. Why? Why is that? Is that because um, other countries are coming in and buying up resources and displacing indigenous people from their traditional land? Yes, in some part. So all of these issues are connected. And, and in the end, you know, we're all responsible for, for these things. I don't think it is something that we can turn away from. I mean, lots of people are preoccupied with just getting by and surviving. Right, of course, job, of course. Putting food on the table. I totally get that. But if we have extra energy, it feels to me like anybody can become an advocate. And well, even one voice makes a difference. Well, uh, even one voice makes a difference. I mean, if that's not the sound, one of the sound bites, I hope for today's uh, show and, and and our interview here together, our conversation. But I mean, isn't this? You know, you look at a a club, a global club. I've traveled a fair bit in my work, and there's pretty much a Rotary Club everywhere you go. And mm-hmm. here is this group of people that you know on 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 one level, they're they're. They're clearly getting together for the community and, and, and they enjoy that and they enjoy one another's company. But there's a bigger sort of uh, piece to that puzzle, and that is raising awareness, raising money for, for issues around the world. Now, it's just it, it's fascinating to me that, you know, we can we can all step in in some way, I think. Exactly. And also remember that. Human Rights Watch, first of all, these films are all vetted by Human Rights Watch staff because Human Rights Watch is considered the gold standard of research about human rights and human rights abuses around the world. Their their journalism is considered to be stellar. And so we need need that kind of information. We need information, Mm. especially in the age of you know, people who are sowing disinformation with fake news, et cetera. We need information that we can trust. So we know that when Human Rights Watch goes into these places um, of conflict and strife, that what they're bringing out from there is true. And that also allows us to, if we are doing advocacy and we're acting on behalf or we're giving money away or helping the Rotary Club model, we're doing it to the right places because they have given us the information we need to proceed. And I think that that's why it is such a valuable organization. Well, and I think, Jennifer, you really highlight how, and I think that what I love about talk radio and, and some of the guests we've had on today's show, even, they're they're making us aware of issues that, that we wouldn't normally uh, think about. And, and so it becomes, a you, you kind of can't go back, right? Once yeah. once you're in the know. And, and I love that about I love that about documentary film. I love that about film in general. But isn't that really what art is about in storytelling and and, and science, for that matter? It's about hopefully mo- moving us forward while we while we look back and learn. <laughs> sounds sounds a little idealistic, for, I suppose. No, come on. Listen, I'm I'm an idealist. That's why yes. I, I help to co-program this festival. And I'm hopeful, hopeful with- cynic. It's on my business I'm card, hopeful. Jennifer. <laughs> okay, I'm not a cynic. And listen, I've I've seen a lot of places in the world, and we've you know we make jokes that our films are it's another comedy from Mercury Films because <laughs> right. our films are, are not yeah, like a real knee, real knee slapper, yeah, exactly. But we have I have an, an incredible amount of hope when I see 
these mm. filmmakers and the yeah, subjects of these films who are so brave yep. and and strong. And as Evgeny says, you know, the people are full of hope in Ukraine and they're full of love in Ukraine. They've they've undergone a year of absolutely unprecedented brutal attack, and they're still laughing and they're still loving and they're still you know you know they're still helping each other and i think that sometimes that's what it takes to bring out human nature the goodness of human nature so well, that's we where chatting. my hope comes from if you want to hear more subscribe to the roy green show on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you find your favorites and if you like what you hear leave us a review and tell a friend I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.